Mike Tomlin held his weekly press conference today, and as usual, almost every word that dropped out of his mouth was pure horse manure. Tomlin said he thought Bud Dupree played a similar game to T.J. Watt. That is just clinically insane. Mean Joe Green in the 70s used to play similar games to how Watt played on Sunday at Cleveland, and Mean Joe only did so occasionally. There's an agenda at work there, trying to pump Dupree's tires, I guess. Tomlin complained about the ball that hit Nick Chubb of Cleveland on that punt, and the refs missed it. The ball did hit the guy, and it should have been a fumble. But you know what? If you need that call to win that game against a team that's won once in 32 times and you led by 21-7 in the fourth quarter, I mean, come on. Don't bitch about that when you made all those mistakes. This is long overdue. The Mike Tomlin press conference is a total waste of everybody's time except for Tomlin who clearly enjoys treating the media like they smell bad. Hey, Tomlin Press Conference, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Can't let a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. If I ever got told I had to cover the Tomlin press conference as a condition of my employment, I would just quit. Quit and not lose a second sleep about it. Tomlin should show up for that press conference in a clown car. Jump out with big shoes and a red nose. I'm sorry. I'm dying on the Steelers. Not even because they tie to Cleveland, but just the lack of accountability, the lack of focus, the lack of discipline. It starts at the top, and it trickles down like diarrhea down somebody's leg. And believe me, I know. I don't like my sports teams to be run that way. I don't like the young wide receiver to bojangle all the time. I don't like the star wide receiver threatening the media. I just don't like it. Let's go to that coward soundbite, uh, because it's too good to not play again. Played it in the first hour. Going to play it again now in case you missed it. It's Colin Coward talking about the state of the Steelers. And I want you to get ready to dial and call up and react because he's right. You'll find out right now on 105.9. Being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan is the world's greatest roller coaster ride. I mean, it's just like this all over the place. And by mostly wins especially when you're in a division against Cleveland and Cincinnati. But I used to work at a company that had theme parks and roller coasters. And you know what happens when you ride a lot of roller coasters? You just don't feel that good. You get woozy. Your stomach hurts. When I was a kid, I could ride roller coasters all day. And then as I get older and older and older, I can do like two a day. Then I just want to go have a sandwich, watch my kids on the roller coasters. And the Steelers yesterday, their box score, this is the life of a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. 12 penalties for 120 yards, 6 turnovers, but 7 sacks and 6 yards of play. That's the Steelers. They're just a mess. But they are so talented that they've been able to overcome it for years, again, especially because Cleveland and Cincinnati are in their division and they dominate both. It reminds me a lot of Robert Downey Jr. in Hollywood early in his career. He had behavioral drug stuff arrested multiple times, but he was so damn talented he kept getting jobs. 
He was just so gifted, so handsome, so funny, so glib, so gifted. They just kept giving him jobs. But eventually, to reach his ultimate potential, he had to button it up. And, and Pittsburgh's all over the map. But they can win most of the time, you know, except when they play Belichick and Brady. And then they can't win because they're a mess. They are the most dysfunctional, t- even this year. You got the running back holding out. You got offensive linemen bashing him. You got Big Ben's bashing Tomlin. And, and Todd Haley's out. And then he's in. And he's yelling at Big Ben. And, but they're so talented, they keep winning games. But yesterday now, Cleveland is good enough because they've been so bad for years. They got draft picks. You watch Cleveland yesterday and you're like, oh, Miles Garrett's really great. Jarvis Landry's really great. And they got some cornerbacks that are pretty good. And Cleveland now, you can tie them when you're dysfunctional. I mean, Cleveland had that game. And eventually, Cleveland's going to get better at quarterback. And they're going to get this superstar young coach. And being a dysfunctional mess is not going to work. And that's the problem with being dysfunctional. I, I live near Hollywood. I see it all the time. Massive talent and massive dysfunction. And you can overcome a lot of it. Talent overcomes a lot of issues. Aaron Rodgers overcomes a lot of flaws. Uh, I mean, that, that, there's no getting past that. Russell Wilson makes up for a lot of mistakes and draft picks by the Seattle Seahawks. But the last eight years, the Steelers have won three playoff wins. And there's a reason. They're dysfunctional. Yesterday's game was a microcosm. Seven sacks, six yards of play, six turnovers, five interceptions, holding. There was a series. I got to show you. There was a series in the third quarter that was so Steelers. Second and goal, touchdown, nullified penalty. Okay, we bring it back. Second and 12, touchdown, nullified penalty. Second goal at the 22. Touchdown! Uh, this time there's no penalties. This one counts as a touchdown. Good Lord, Pittsburgh. You can't get away with that against Brady and Belichick. You're not going to get away with that with that Ravens team I saw yesterday. I mean, talent's great. But, man, at some point, Robert Downey grew up. Robert Downey got help. Robert Downey buttoned it up. I mean, at some point, you're just not going to win Super Bowls like the eight years, three playoff wins. By the way, couldn't score a touchdown in one of them, beat Matt Moore and the Dolphins in the other one, and were outplayed by the Bengals. The Bengals lost it more than you won it in the other one. But, I mean, yesterday is like, get it together. Lavian Bell's holdout's not the issue. This culture they've created that's all over the map is the issue. That's just great stuff from Colin Coward on Fox Sports TV. If you can tell me anything he said that was wrong, I'd love you to do so right now. Dial 412-333-WXDX. I'm sure you didn't like hearing what he said, but how can you deny it? Let's go to John. John, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What's up? Hello? You're on the air. Hey, I thought the referees blew that game. I mean, that's just so stupid, bro. I mean, how can you blame the referees made the one bad call on the punt that hit the Cleveland player, but how can you blame the referees for blowing a 21-7 lead in the fourth quarter to a team that's won once in its last 32 games? Because that balloon call was a turning point. You see, that you're a typical Steeler, dopey, stupid, freaking dopey, stupid, unbelievably dumb, stupid, dopey, idiot fan because you just got tied by Cleveland. Cleveland! who stinks, you blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you can't look at your team and realize it sucks. Anything else? 
I mean, Ben, too. He's your boy. Oh, my boy. Yeah, my boy blew it. My boy blew it. My boy blew it. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait till my hockey team starts playing so I can ignore pieces of crap like you who, who idolize a team that can do no wrong in your eyes, and they do wrong all the time. What do you think of that, huh? You hung up good, because I was going to reach through the phone and turn your rectum inside out. Rectum, I nearly killed him. Refs blew it. Refs blew it. Refs blew it. Refs blew it. You people suck. Bill Hillgrove next, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He is Iron Man. Double M, what's up, buddy? Hi. Hey, Double M, just want to get your point on something. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. The X at 105.9. Well, there's a bunch of pictures online now of Le'Veon Bell at a strip club in Miami last night. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but... Right now, we have much bigger fish to fry because my guest is in year number 25 of doing play-by-play for the Steelers. He is the midnight mayor of Conneaut Lake. It's a pleasure to welcome the legendary Bill Hillgrove. Uh, Bill, congrats on your 25th anniversary with the Steelers. What do you remember about your first game and your first season? Does anything jump to mind? Yeah, it was uh, a preseason game in Miami uh, in 1994, and uh, uh you know, uh, after the the game was over, I got a congratulatory note from uh, Joe Gordon that said, "You know, really good job." And I said, "Well, at least I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't uh, have a shipwreck. You know, <laughs> everything was on its way." And you know what? Uh, in, in all uh, fairness to everybody, uh, it was a blessing for me to be able to get this position because hey mark i grew up in this city i grew up rooting for the pittsburgh steelers and at that point in time i had to keep pinching myself you know and 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 saying wait a minute i'm the voice of the steelers and it kind of got a little thing in the pit of my stomach like you better live up to this pal and uh, (laughs) well i think think anyone would say you have bill to be sure well you know i'm not asked i'm not fishing for that compliment but you know it, it but as a i wasn't young i was 53 how many 53-year-old rookies do you know? And <laughs> and when I was a rookie, honest goodness, the first camp, I blocked Bill Cowher's car in the, you know, the Bonaventure parking area. And I heard about it. And I said, well, you better take it like a rookie. And so that never <laughs> happened again. You know, it's crazy stuff. Now, you're still doing pit, too, both football and basketball. What's all that travel like and? Sometimes two games in two days. That's some grind, isn't it, Bill? You know what? I've, I've faced a lot of travel challenges, but I will say this, Mark. Driving back from Cleveland Sunday night was as bad a situation as I've ever been in. I've driven through blizzards, ice storms. This was the worst because we're driving right into it, and it just kept boom, pounding, pounding. I was, I was worried that my windshield wipers would get tired. And finally, when we got to Route 79... And turn south, all of a sudden, wait a minute, we were on pause. We could do the wipers on pause. It was that much of a difference. But that's as bad as I've been around. Now, what's your take on the tie at Cleveland 48 hours later? Because that was disappointing on so many levels, wasn't it? It's a tie that's like a loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, And for the Cleveland Browns, I'm sure it's a tie that was a win. It could have been a loss. T.J. Watt made sure that it wasn't. Uh, but you, you should never put yourself in that position. And, and and Mike Tomlin at his news conference today addressed it well. You can't turn the ball over six times. You can't do that against the little sisters of the poor. 
and expect to win. But fortunately, we gained a tie. It's like a loss. Let's just move on and build from there. What I liked about it was what I saw from James Conner. Well, that that took the words right out of my mouth, Bill, because James Conner had a good day and some very good numbers. How has Conner progressed from Pitt till now? Because you've seen all of it. He's in better shape. Uh, He's at the right weight for him. Uh, And he's worked at it to be that. And, you know, somebody who battles that drug disease and, and, and holds it at least to a standstill, you don't question their character. And you can't question James' character. You can't do that at all. I was told by people who were around him when he was taking his chemo that he was the kind of person that was more worried about the other kids around him, younger kids, going through the same thing than he was worried about his own plight. And and so never worry about James' character. You know, as a Steeler fan, just root that he doesn't get hurt. And and other than that, and he probably, it is weight right now, he probably will be subject to less injury. So, you know, I saw some... Levionic things about what he did something. <laughs> well, well, I think uh, I did as well. And you make a good point about what kind of shape he's in. And I was impressed and a little surprised by Connor's acceleration at Cleveland, Bill, through the hole. I mean, just boom like that. That seems like a recent upgrade. Yeah, and, and you know what? He has that, you know, where he trusts the hole and boom, he gives you that explosion. But what I saw a couple of times on Sunday when he does that little bounce stuff, that he shows a little patience a la number 26. He shows you that he can wait for the crease to develop, and that impressed me. Uh, the Steelers committed six turnovers and 12 penalties, uh, Bill. Is that typical early season sloppiness, and, and how do you fix it? Because they got to fix it quick, don't they? Yeah, Ben was rusty. Uh, he didn't play enough in the preseason, and he and Antonio never hooked up in the preseason. So, you know, that great chemistry that's there normally between those two guys wasn't. And I think that was a problem, and I think it's something that will come with uh, age. You know, nothing like experience. Uh, and I don't want to get on my soapbox about the preseason, but the way the NFL handles it these days, you know, it's it's almost a joke. Well, would you play the, the, the regulars more? Do you think that would be a positive factor? Would it offer any guarantees necessarily? Absolutely. Uh, they should play more. Uh, you know, everybody's afraid that someone's going to get injured, and I understand that because in the age of the salary cap, many times you go from, uh, you know, a star that plays at whatever position, and the guy behind him uh, is you know, is a nobody, and, and I understand that. But still, I, I just, you know, I look at Sunday's game in Cleveland. That was preseason game number five, so let's move on. We're talking to Bill Hillgrove. He's celebrating his 25th year as the play-by-play voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill, uh, I thought Cam Sun had a decent game. After Hayden got hurt, he he, he had a couple rough plays. But uh, I like what we've seen of that guy after having an injury-riddled year last year. What's your take on Cam? Yeah, well, he was injury-free in camp. Had a great camp and uh, a pretty good preseason. And I think, you know, he's one of those parts on that back end that you can plug in. Uh, I know Joe Hayden is, you know, obviously – uh, was a number one pick and has that kind of blue blood talent. Uh, he a hammy. I don't know. It, he may not play Sunday, but then again, you know, by Friday, this thing could be okay for him to go. What I liked about the defense, and I really loved it, was the fact that they tackled the catch. They put pressure on Tyrod Taylor just enough 
and and uh, I'm frankly pleased. Morgan Burnett, John Bostic, two uh, additions. They did well. Speaking of the pressure on Tyrod Taylor, what about that game T.J. Watt had? Every single snap he was involved, and then he blocks the field goal. What a day for that young man. Well, the switch from T.J. to left and now Bud to right, I think, was perfect for this team. Bud is a flamethrower, in the words of Mike Tomlin. He, you know, he can get around that left tackle and cause a problem for the quarterback. But T.J. on the left now is going to be involved in more screens. He's on the tight end side. Uh, I think it suits him very well. And we saw it Sunday. He's relentless. He never gives up. If you block him, you better keep blocking him because eventually he's going to hurt your quarterback. I just love that switch. What I liked about it, too, was, and I agree, Bill, about the switch, TJ was still dropping back into coverage quite a bit and certainly living up to his responsibilities there. He's such a versatile outside linebacker. Yes, he is, and he's got huge hands. So when he blocked that field goal, didn't surprise me. I mean, they're, they're, they're ham hocks. Now, what's Ben got to do to get a little bit better on the road? Because the numbers between home and road the last few years have provided a contrast. Well, you know, he believe me, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, no question. And, and, and okay, his numbers on the road aren't as good as home. All right, well, I'll, I'll grant him that. But, gosh, you know, I, when he's under center, I feel comfortable. He had three interceptions the first half, and we still lived the Browns. And so, you know, uh, six turnovers in the NFL, you should lose the game by double digits. Oh, no question. The Steelers didn't, and so you just build on that and go forward. Kansas City got a good win at L.A., like like we talked about earlier. Mahomes looked good at quarterback. Sunday at Heinz Field, boy, I think the Steelers are going to win, Bill. I think there's going to be a lot of points, though, for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think the Steelers are worried about, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill. Because now they've involved him. He started out as a special teams guy. Now you know, then they put him in the running back, and now he's catching the ball. So uh, you know, he the Steelers have to account for him and try to minimize his impact on the game. Mahoney's uh, Mike Tomlin loved him when he talked to him at the uh, combines, and you know, he just said he's sharp. He can make every throw, uh, but he is a young quarterback, and he's playing in front of a hostile crowd. And I think that's going to be one of the keys to the game, frankly. How do you defend a Tyreek Hill, Bill? Because he has there's no secrets with Tyreek Hill. He's just really fast. Speed kills. In the NFL, that's kind of a watchword. And so you have to try to negate him and figure out a way to slow him down. I don't know what uh, Keith Butler is doing right now in his, uh, you know, in his uh, uh, den of alchemy. But, you know, he's got to figure out a way to at least slow him down a bit. And, I, and I, I, it comes down to this, Mark, pass rush. The Steelers can generate a pass rush and, you know, make a rookie quarterback a little skittery. I think they can control the game. i got to ask you real quick about Pitt. Uh, that was an odd game against Penn State because I thought Pitt really held their own for 30 minutes, and then the game just got out of control in the second half. Uh, what, what's your take on that game now? Well, uh, if Chris Sedulo doesn't fumble that snap punt late second quarter, it's seven six. Uh, maybe there's that's a whole new light on the second half. But what bothered me was when he did that. I think panic set in, and I don't like when panic sets in. So you know, let's just hope that uh, it, it it happened. It's not like Groundhog Day. You don't have to repeat it. Uh, they took a spanking, and guess what? They have their first 
ACC opportunity Saturday. And by the way, I just heard today that Benson, the running back for Georgia Tech, is out for the season. That's a shame because he was a big part of what they're doing. Yeah, and what they do, Paul Johnson, that triple option. And I, I like what Narduzzi has said. He said, you know, every every period of every drill in the preseason, we, we, we uh, donated 15 minutes to the triple option, knowing that this game's on the schedule because it is so different in offense from what you're going to see the rest of the year in the ACC or with any of the, the scheduled non-conference games. Uh, you know, they cut block. Uh, you have to worry about who has the ball because they're not going to tell you who has the ball. And, you know, it's a difficult, <laughs> it's a difficult offense to defend. And, and, you know, without Benson, I don't know that's going to cause them to skip a beat, but, you know, their quarterbacks handle the ball well and they disguise everything well. It's, it's going to be fun. I think the key to the game, uh, for Pitt on Saturday is to keep the ball away from the, the Georgia Tech offense. To run the ball well, run it well, run it well, run it better, and and you know just keep them on the bench. It's almost like when the Steelers play New England. Keep Brady on the bench. And finally, Bill, that Pitt Hall of Fame thing Saturday was really nice. It's so great to see Marino, Ditka, Dorsett, all those guys back in town. I think it's great for the program, don't you? Absolutely, and I think uh, tip of the hat to Heather Like, the athletic director. That was her idea, uh, and I was part of the. The nominating process, you know, the the committee, and uh, believe me, we had some arguments, uh, and it was knock down, drag out. But I think uh, this class was very representative of this university's great tradition, uh, and you know, it was big. It was sixteen people, including four posthumous. I just wish my former partner Bill Freilich could have been there, but he's dealing with some health issues, and hopefully, you know, he can uh, he can be back at the next one, which will probably have five, six, seven uh, people uh, next year. But, you know, it was it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, Mark. I mean, where are you going to get Hugh Green, Mike Ditka, uh, Roger Kingdom, uh, Tony Dorsett? Where are you going to get Dan Marino? Come on, where are you going to get all those people on one stage? It was fantastic. No question. Billy, hey, thank you for taking the time. You're the best. Congratulations on the 25 years. And uh, very few announcers become identified with the team they work for. But you've done that not once but twice with the Steelers and Pitt. Uh, very deserving. And and don't forget, you're also the Midnight Mayor of Conneaut Lake, which I know is a title you wear with great pride. That, to me, Mark, might be the ultimate tribute. <laughs> Have you been there lately? I was up well between Penn State and Cleveland. I spent six hours there, four sleeping, trying to get you know eight hours into four hours. But we stopped at Conneaut on the way. I only got two days in this year. I'm hoping for Pumpkin Fest, though. Oh, uh, you know what? Pitt and the Steelers are off October 28th, 21st. Uh, I miss it by a week. That would be wonderful to have it coincide. (laughs) Bill, again, thanks and congratulations, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Mark. That's Bill Hillgrove, and he really is the best. Think about it. Guys like Bob Prince with the Pirates, Mike Lang with the Penguins, Bill Hillgrove with the Steelers and Pitt. When you become identified with a team, Part of the team's fabric. That is such a great accomplishment. It says a lot about your quality as a performer and how personable you are to the listening audience. And uh, Bill Hillgrove has accomplished all of that, not only once, but twice, in duplicate. Your thoughts, because I'm I'm burned out. I'm so pissed about... Oh, oh no, we got... We, well, I'm, th- th- 
the way the Steelers just don't acknowledge any of their problems, and the way most of you in the media don't, I it just angers me. But uh, I got some news about Le'Veon Bell. He was on the prowl at a strip club in Miami. Steelers lost, tied rather. He don't give a damn. I'll give you the details in a moment on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, hey, super genius, big, big fan. See, you're just screwing with me. You're doing a good job, but you're just screwing with me, right? The X at 105.9. TMZ is reporting that Le'Veon Bell went to a club in Miami at midnight Monday and didn't leave until 4 a.m. Tuesday morning. That's four hours later. Place called Rockwell in South Beach. Wasn't shy. Took pictures. Kicking it at the DJ booth, it says right here. Now, I'm sure you're mad at Bell for that. I'm not because he's off the clock right now. He's not working. He's not an employee. He can do what he wants. But that's a bad look. It's something he has every right to do, but he shouldn't do it because it's a bad look. The boy Le'Veon Bell, he is the king of bad looks, isn't he? 412-333-9939. Uh, got a call earlier saying the refs blew the game. That the refs, in particular that call where the ball appeared to glance off a punt returner for Cleveland, but the refs ruled otherwise and Cleveland kept the ball. Some dope said that that blew the game and Pittsburgh deserved to win. First off, Pittsburgh didn't deserve to win. If you think so, then watch the game back because they were absolutely horrendous. Had they played an average team, they lose by 20. If they play a good team, they lose by 40. So if you think they got screwed out of a win they deserve by a call, you just never want to put any blame on the Steelers for anything. You think that extenuating circumstances keep them from going 19-0 every year. And that's why the football fans this town are a bunch of rubes, a bunch of dinks, because... You can never see when the emperor has no clothes. You just refuse to acknowledge. And the Steelers are beneficiary of a blown call. A call the NFL has since admitted it blew. That roughing the passer call on uh, Miles Garrett, which led to a Steelers touchdown. Al Riveron, the NFL senior vice president in charge of officiating, Told NFL.com, quote, they have to not put the weight on the quarterback. And this one showed, even though there is some body weight on Ben, this is not what we would consider contact that rises to the level of a foul, unquote. So they blew one for the Steelers, and they blew one for the Browns. And if you can't see that, well, like I said, you're a rube and you're a dink. I spoke earlier how Paulina Gretzky and Dustin Johnson Wayne Gretzky's super hot daughter and Dustin Johnson, the PGA golfer of some accomplishment, they appear to have broken up. They're not married, but they have two kids. Paulina Gretzky, who has quite the Instagram, I recommend it, has removed all photos of Dustin Johnson from her Instagram. And apparently Dustin Johnson has taken up with another woman 
somebody named Yassi Safai. And I saw some pictures of her online, and she's okay looking. She's not nearly as good looking as Paulina Gretzky, but for those who marvel at that and criticize Dustin Johnson for that, first off, looks aren't everything. I mean, look at your wife. You know, looks aren't everything. Just like with your kids, brains aren't everything. And, you know, I'm not insulting your wife. Keep in mind, she's thinking the same thing about you in both departments. But is there any doubt in anyone's mind that Paulina Gretzky is the highest of high-maintenance women ever? Does anybody believe otherwise? She is super beautiful. Her dad's Wayne Gretzky. The mother is a gold-digging actress. Is there any doubt that Paulina Gretzky is the highest maintenance of all women? Because I would take a very educated guess that she is. Let's go to Jim in Washington, PA. Hi, Jim. You're on with Mark. What's up, Mark? What up? Hey, uh, I wanted to uh, say that I could not agree anymore with Colin Coward about the Steelers. And I, I truly believe, you know, for two years I've been saying this, Tomlin needs to be on the hot seat. You know, three wins. But he's not. He's just exactly. not. And, and I, you know, he's no discipline whatsoever in this locker room, and it is just an dis- absolute terrible display of, of coaching in general. It's a mess. It's dysfunctional. It's everything Colin Coward said, but he's not on the hot seat and never will be. No. And that's where and I part of the problem is, you know what part of the problem is, brah? Part of the problem with Tomlin, maybe the biggest problem is he knows he'll never be on the hot seat. So he can run the program, run the team exactly as he wants, for better or worse. He can follow every nuance he wants, good or bad. I couldn't agree with you anymore on that one. I just hope maybe one time the the Rooney's take a look in this situation and say maybe it's time to break tradition. They're just not going to, but thank you for the call. Let's go to... uh, Kevin in the car. Kevin, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark. So I was thinking Le'Veon Bell down at a strip club, not really caring about I football. think it was just a club. I don't think it was a strip club. Okay. Well, either way, do you think he's seeing, you know, the death of his friend, that community embrace him, be nice to him, and then seeing, you know, the Steelers community attack him, and he says, you know what? Maybe I don't want to care as much about football now. Maybe I want to do this. Don't try to make him the victim, brah. Don't try to make him the victim. Don't try to act like this is about anything but money. Because that's all it's about is money. Not how any community treats him, good or bad. It's about money, period. Don't dare try and make him the victim. He's a guy who made a business decision, period. Yeah, you know, I I wish he made the other decision. I don't think it was the right thing to do by Steelers Nation. But I think he's hurting now, not trying to make excuses. We want him on the field, Mark. What, What do you mean he's hurting? What do you mean hurting? Emotionally, not physically. Oh, God. Shut up. Goodbye. He's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. He's hurting emotionally. He's an... What, a friend of his died or something? Was he close to Mac Miller? Well, that's a shame. But he's in the club taking selfies. I'm sorry. I just... He's a guy who made a business decision, and it shouldn't be read into any deeper than that. Let's go to Larry on the turnpike. Larry, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Pleasure. 
that Cleveland game with those conditions and the way Ben was underperforming, why couldn't they put Josh Bell in the or Josh Dobbs? In yeah, Josh the Bell wouldn't have been work. He can't even hit for Josh power. Dobbs. Because they're just not going to do that. It would be a stupid move, and they're just not going to do that. What about that? What about that? You don't you understand that they're not going to do it? What about that? Don't no. Shut up and answer my question, jackass. What about that? Don't you understand that they're just not going to do it? Oh, I know that. I agree, but they should. No, they shouldn't. He's Shut up. I, I wish I was playing catch with Josh Dobbs and you were right behind me and he overthrew me and hit you in your temple and knocked you out, you jerk. Like, like we're going to debate on a radio show whether they should put Josh Dobbs in. He shouldn't even have a friggin' job and we're going to debate whether they should put him in. Let's go to Matt in Greenfield. Matt. How are you today? Great. I just I, I wanted to know if you thought if Le'Veon Bell, if he'll ever do like what Rashad Mendenhall did and retire. Oh, I think running backs have very brief careers in the first place, don't you? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I said running backs in the NFL generally have short careers in the first place, don't they? Right, but Rashad Mendenhall kind of... Rashad Mendenhall just wasn't very good except for like one year. Yeah. Maybe Level write a show called Ballers. <laughs> you know, Mendenhall invented Ballers. Yeah, yeah. It's no good. I watch it anyway. That's the kind of show I thought about this. If Ballers had, like, anybody but The Rock as the star, no one would watch it. But he's the number one action star in the world, so people are going to watch it. Time now to ask Mark anything. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. You need to call and ask me anything. That's the beauty part. You get to ask me anything. Four one two three 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 WXDX. And now the super genius Mark Madden. Hey Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you. I want to say hail Mark. I would rather give myself a colonoscopy with a coat hanger. The X at one zero five nine. Double M on to X. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chapino in the Strip. It's the home of the Super Genius Burger. Let's go to Brad in North Hills. Brad, ask Mark anything. Hey, yo. I was wondering if you happened to see uh, All In in Chicago this past weekend. No, no, I, I did not. Uh, I'm sure it was very good, and I'm very happy for Cody Rhodes and the Bucks. I'm just drifting further away from wrestling all the time. I think it's just uh, my time to not care very much. The only thing I really watch regularly is Charlotte Flair. Woo! Ooh. By the way, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but he tweeted something that alluded to it. Ric Flair's getting married tomorrow. To his longtime girlfriend, uh, Wendy Barlow, who is just terrific. I couldn't be happier. Uh, Wendy's the first woman that Rick's, because this will be his fifth wife, and she's the best. She's the only one that's in it for Rick. And uh, I couldn't be happier. She debuted in WCW when Rick had his talk show, A Flair for the Gold, which is like a Johnny Carson spoof. She was the lovely Fifi, the French maid. And here they are getting married all these years later, and I could not be more happy. I've only been to one flare wedding. 
Um, he got married to his second wife before we were really close. I was at his oldest daughter's wedding, Megan. That was just tremendous. She married a hockey player, a goalie, who played against a friend of mine in, in Division II College Hockey, Minnesota. And, I, and he, we kind of knew each other. I remember saying to him at the wedding, now, do you know what you just got into? Because that Flair family, yikes. So congratulations to the Nate. Let's go to uh, John in the car. John. Hey, Mark. How are you today? What up? Wanted to uh, give you a call, man. Wanted to see what you think Chelsea's going to do with Eason and Padu, whether they're going to send him out to a lone army for a couple years or whether he's going to crack that starting lineup. If you can't crack the Chelsea starting lineup, that doesn't say much about you, does it? I mean, I don't think that's a great Chelsea team by any means, despite their record. Well, do you, do you think it's more players or, or more uh, getting a hot start on the, the new style with Sarri? I think that's part of it with the new manager. I also think they need a legitimate striker. That, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You think they're going to go for that in the uh, January window? I would if I were them, because I don't think Olivier Giroud can play 90 minutes anymore. And uh, I don't think Alvaro Murad is even close to what they need. Now, Hazard's really off to a hot start scoring goals, which benefits them a great deal. And I love that. I love Marcos Alonso. Uh, he's the he, he just produces it, so much for, basically, I mean, he's kind of a left wing back, but he's all the way up the field quite a bit. But they need a legit striker. No question. Let's go to uh, Dave in the apartment. Dave, you won't ask Hello? Mark anything. Hello? Is this Dave? Dave's not here, man. Yeah, goodbye. Oh, Cheech and Chong, very funny. But we're still hanging up on you. Let's go to Frank in Oakland. Frank, ask Mark anything. Yeah, what up, Mark? What up? Uh, what's your opinion on the potential of some of the La Liga games coming to America? You mean regular season games being played in America? Yes. I think it's stupid. And if I were, if I had season tickets to a team that gave up a home game to play in America, I would never go to another game for that team again. I just want to make sure we were on the right page. Do you agree? Yeah. I think it's really, really stupid. I, just like I think sending the NFL over to England is stupid. It's not the World Football League. It's the National, as in America, Football League. Let's go to Matt in West Mifflin. Matt, ask Mark anything. Yeah, what's up, Mark? What's up? Yeah, I was watching that game Sunday. You know, I was wondering, like, at the fourth quarter, James Conner seemed like he was getting kind of gassed. So I was wondering why they didn't put somebody else, like Ridley or that Samuels in there at the end of the I game. Thought, was, like, I thought rather than use them at the end of the game, I thought Ridley or Samuels should have got a series here and there in the first half. Tomlin yeah, thinks the running back has to be in there every play. He thinks it is a legal requirement, not the rules of football, but legal is in terms of the United States Constitution that you have to run the guy until the wheels fall off. And to some microcosm, the wheels did fall off because Connor only got 14 yards on his last 10 carries. But believe me, Tomlin will do things exactly the same way on Sunday against Kansas City. One thing I'll say for Mike Tomlin, he never learns from his mistakes. He is very pure in his stupidity. Let's go to David in South Hills. David, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I was curious. I haven't seen anything on uh, does the holdout in Bell losing salary 
give uh, the Steelers any extra salary cap this room. Oh yeah, that every, every time he he's out for a game, that eight hundred and fifty-five k goes back into the salary cap. No question. Okay, I thought so, but I couldn't find anything out there to say that. Well, yeah, but 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 that. the bad news is, who are you going to get? I mean, Brian. We all have a third receiver right now. Get Des Bryant. Yeah, let's bring Des. Well, first off, they have James <laughs> Washington. Okay, who I would hope becomes the third receiver in short order. Second off. You want to drop Des Bryant in the middle of that's like that's like throwing napalm on a village that's already on fire. Let's go to Kathy, the bus driver. Kathy, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mr. Madden. How are you? Good. Well, what I'm calling for, I know this isn't a well, it's kind of a question. Wouldn't it be nice if James Conner just tears up the bill, works as hard as he can? He is just killing on third and five and making all the third downs. And no one's even discussing Le'Veon. This is yeah, that's not going to happen. James Conner could gain 200 yards a game from now until Le'Veon comes back, and until Le'Veon does return, we'll be talking about it. And even if Conner does put up that kind of numbers, they should put Bell back in the lineup right away. Okay, thank you. Now, now I got a question for you. Okay. Wouldn't it be okay. nice if we were married? Then we wouldn't have to wait so long. What was that all about? Wouldn't it be not? Forget it. Good talk. See you out there. 105.9 EX.